People are very strange these days. I used to know a girl. She had a dozen guys. One of them found out about it, beat her up so bad she ended up in a hospital on Guerrero Street. <laughs> what a story, Mark. Yeah, you can say that again. I'm so happy I have you as my best friend, and I love Lisa so much. Yeah, man. Yeah, you are very lucky. Oh, hi, Al. Oh, hi, Austin. How's your sex life? Oh, you know, <laughs> it is. Yes, uh, good afternoon and welcome to this little mini-sode of, uh, The Film Room. Hello. So, uh, you know, where are we, where are we here to talk about today, Austin? Well, we are here to talk about The Disaster Artist, the, uh, definitive account of the making of The Room. A.K.A. the book we've been waiting for. And we have been waiting so desperately for this book. For those who didn't listen to our first cast, we are major fans of The Room. Mm-hmm. We love the movie. And here's the thing. The Room has, up until now, not had much in the way of... Explanation? Explanation. No, that's the word that I was looking for, is explanation. You have Best Worst Movie for Troll 2, but where was The Room's version? Um, the closest we've had is... Two pieces, uh, there was an article in Harper's by uh, Tom Bissell, and uh, there was the episode of How Did This Get Made with uh, Greg Sestero, uh, who played Mark. And those are the forces that combined to make this book. And oh boy. Um, what a book. What a book. Great story, Mark, indeed. Um, God. The book is told from Sestero's point of view, and it's his story about what it was like working with... Tommy Wiseau, not just on the room, but in the years before. This was a guy who was there at Ground Zero. Yeah, I mean, the structure is interesting, because it goes, every other chapter is either uh, the backstory of their uh, friendship, or the actual production story. And it makes a very interesting parallel. It does. You're not going through it waiting for the chapters about the production of the room. Every single bit of this book is as gripping as it comes, and that's largely because of the fact that the chapters that aren't about the production of The Room are about Tommy Wiseau, and, you know, it's important to stress, he, I mean, again, he knew him for four years before the film started rolling, so this is the most intimate perspective that we've gotten yet on the man, and boy, does he have some great stories. And Ravel's a bit of the mystery, while at the same time, a lot of things are still a mystery to him. Yeah, I mean, don't read this thinking you're going to get the definitive origins of who Wiseau is, his backstory. No. There's a guess. There's a stab at a guess toward the end of the book, uh, based on stories that uh, Wiseau himself has told. And from what I gather, that's mostly just pieced together through, you know, what, through Greg's perspective. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he even stops in the middle of one part and said, up to this point, how much of this story is possible? How much of this story is plausible? And I think that gives the book a real sense of, okay, what it would be like to know somebody like that, because we've all known someone like that. I think that's what makes those chapters so gripping, is because they're so universal. That sense that we've all had a friend who was just more than a little bit out there. I think we've all been that friend who was more than a little bit out there. Yeah. 
It's also fun to hear about what it's like to be an aspiring actor in L.A. at that time, what it's like to be going through that journey. Uh, that's an interesting read in and of itself. Yeah, an interesting perspective. I actually did cross-check his IMDb while I was looking. It's like, oh yeah, sure enough, he did land that part. And, uh, yeah. and uh, he's done some TV stuff since, but he hasn't really... Like, I don't think he's ever really, quote-unquote, made it big. As far, well, as far, I shouldn't say that. As far as traditional Hollywood terms, he has in his own right. And that, and that's where we need to talk about the production chapters, because let's face it, that's the stuff that everybody wants to know about. Oh, yeah. Obviously, we're not going to spoil the book for you. Uh, no. We have to share thoughts. We have to share at least a taste. What gets me about it is that at times, it's line for line explaining what's going on. Um... Yeah, like the fact that the I did not hit her scene took like 32 takes. Yeah. My God. And you find out, okay, what that whole hospital line, I, I don't want to spoil it because it's too much fun when you, when you get to it. Yeah. But finding out the meaning behind that and finding out that, yes, everybody on set was as horrified by the fact that Wiseau was laughing at a story about a woman being brutally beaten... Oh, it makes the price of the book so worth it. This had a few, more than a few members of production quit. You're constantly shocked at the, the fact that this movie got finished, as you read. Rewatching the movie last night, you know, I have to note that all of the production staff that quit are not credited. No. Even though they did a significant amount of work on the film. Yeah, I mean, like, one of the things that you see is that, okay... It ultimately came down to, well, it was just the last guy to stick it out. Pretty much. And I mean, those those people, they had to endure a lot because the book does depict Wesso in very, at times, in very nice terms. At times, he's shown to be an excellent friend. But during production, he was an asshole of the absolute highest magnitude. An auteur of just the worst variant. And this is all over this material. It's, it should be noted that Greg doesn't really paint that picture... Like, he paints it as objectively as he can. Like, he's not mean about it. He's not, like, he's not sour about it. But he just he just paints it like, well, this, this is what he did. And, yeah, that's kind of considered abusive behavior. I mean, the way that he uh, treated uh, the actress that played Lisa was just despicable. The, the chapter dealing with that element of the film is really uncomfortable. And it's also a must-read. Yeah, it is. This, the sex scenes. And as, when you, as you watch the film, and you see how long those go, and just see... You just have to think, ah, poor girl. She has yeah. to be a good sport. I mean, it's... Uh. It goes without saying the actress comes off far better than her character. Right, right. Sweetest person alive. And what's really great, I mean, is getting... Again, I mentioned the fact that he was there at Ground Zero. Probably even in the room with the man when he had the stroke of genius. Yes. To make this. That's just how intimate of a perspective you're getting. Getting a few glimpses into the early draft of the script... Oh, that's, that's a joy. It's a slice of fried gold. <sighs> yeah, fried gold being the key word. <laughs> this this is a strange, wonderful book. Was there anything in it, though, that you felt like you wished you'd gotten more information on? Um, 
I am hard-pressed. I am too. It doesn't cover every single little detail of the movie, but he covers enough. Um, he covers the things that are really important, like the really burning questions, like what was the deal with this? But, you know, yeah, I'm hard-pressed to find something that I, was, that I was unsatisfied with. Yeah, I feel the same way. I, I mean, this is this is definitive. This is something that fans of The Room will not want to drop this. I, I will say this. If you have not seen The Room, you might have a harder time reading the book. See the movie first. Maybe two or three times. Once at the very least. And then read the book. And then see the film again. Because you need that perspective. You need to be able to visualize just what's going on. And because I've seen the movie so many times, I could absolutely call these scenes to mind. And I mean, I don't know. It's just, it. it's a bizarre, funny book. That's one thing that I've got to stress. This book is laugh out loud hilarious. The origin of the spoons is revealed. Yeah, we get the origin of the spoons. You see it coming, but it's no less hilarious. Well, that's just it. So many of the moments in this book that made me laugh, I knew they were coming. Because I'd seen the movie so many times, so when I would just hear the hints of, oh boy, that scene is coming up. And he also highlighted things about the movie that I had never, ever noticed before. Oh, me too. The line about Guero Street. It's like, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, suddenly that makes much more sense. Suddenly the errors in the film make that much more sense. How they shot the rooftop scene... Um, one detail I will give away, they spent two weeks shooting that scene from start to finish. The Chris R. scene? Or? Yes. It's really funny, because uh, the actor that plays, well, he's not really an actor. I forgot what he does, but uh, he's he's probably the most dedicated actor on the film. I think he was an Olympian, though. He's an Olympian, that's right. Yeah. It's even more amazing. He would stay in character the entire time, make himself angry, and... Yeah, just channel that rage. Well, it's implied it didn't take much to get him angry. No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> but he used it. It's an amazing read. You will you will read this book and you will just be in awe of what you're reading. I will say this, it doesn't shatter any illusions you have about the room. If there are things that you believe about it walking in, get ready to have those confirmed big time. Yeah, or White Soul himself, for that matter. Yeah, no, th there's there's no disillusionment that, oh, he's more self-aware than I thought. No, no, no. No, it's just the opposite. He's even further gone than you think. That middle part is terrifying. Uh, the way their friendship goes and devolves and, you know, it's, a, it's, it's terrifying. And that makes me wonder what he's going to think of this book. I know! And how, exactly, like, there are pictures in it in the middle that... You know, he would have had to have gotten, um, like, there's a picture of Tommy Wayne while he's young. There are a few pictures of Tommy while he's young. So, you know, you gotta wonder, like, if he got permission to access and print those, or if he... That's very interesting. Like, just how much permission from Tommy he got if Tommy knew he was doing this. I assume he did. Uh, if... I don't know. It's... I wonder, because this, this isn't... Not a book that I'm sure will make him feel very comfortable. Oh, no, no, no. In the book, there are, there are no blurred-out numbers. There are no blurred-out, like in these pictures. You know, when he moves into the L.A. apartment, he publishes the number <laughs> to that apartment. 
like, you can still call it. Yeah. And get a personal invitation from Tommy to the room. It's really something. It, it, it really is. To Sestero and Bissell, I really raise my uh, glass. Mm, me too. They delivered a definitive take. Yeah, it was it was so good. I I really hope that somebody options this for a movie. It would make an amazing movie. Is is so filmable. But for now, we'll just have the joy of having the humor on the page, and boy, is it worth it. So. Oh yeah, I am. I'm satisfied. I'm completely 100% satisfied. It's worth noting, this is from Simon & Schuster, so it's very easy to get your hands on. It's in mass distribution. Oh yeah, I walked into Barnes & Noble, went to the film section, and they had multiple copies. I got it off of the iTunes store, and uh, so it's easy to get there. But get your hands on a copy, it's well worth your time. Yeah, it is hilarious. You will laugh, you will cry. Yeah, well, I guess those are my thoughts. Yeah, me too. Go read Watch the movie. Uh, watch the double feature it presents. I did last night. It works. Yep. We will uh, holler at you next cast. Later, guys.